tonight, Mr. Poetry Corner. Um, the same usual thing every Tuesday. We do this. We got a great show tonight. A lot of uh, poets here tonight. Packed house, which is a good thing. So we're going to get the party started off right. Very interesting weather day outside. It's a little rainy on the east coast, uh, a little crazy. So hopefully everybody's safe on Tuesday night. As usual, we do the poetry corner at 8 p.m. And tonight we have a full house of poetry. Uh, hold on one second. Because... Yeah, so we have a full house tonight, and um, thanks everybody for joining us. And we're gonna start it off with with King Atterbury. Hey, what's up, y'all? <coughs> this is a piece I titled "What It Is." The world is compromised between the poison and the sky. Now that the land is feeling dry, some can see the earth cry. There's a dilemma inside the center where Lab Tessa born. Oath of being taken on old Bibles that are worn. Now that society is masked by view inside of a glass, population control kept check gauges on the raft. Citizen opinions been local, global, and unclear. What they threw inside the air is man-made engineered. What we fear is an unknown enemy. Shit just offended me. My distilled energy is built from a community. Love inside a conscious of blood inside my physical. Fight against a world that might want to get rid of you. Protect what's left, never project the story that's guessed. Isolation through patience, my day of rest is flexed. Hydrate on a good one, drink fast with an outcome. Don't contemplate on the problem, elevate from the bottom. King. Yes, sir, bro. All right. Start us off. Start us off right. Okay. Uh, Adrian. All right, this piece is untitled. I think the world is on a sure road to hell. What will it take to rid the world of these viruses? Our children are getting sick and some have died. A father was on television begging everyone to mask up as his child lay dying. Oh, how this man cried. His grief affected me so bad, left my heart heavy and sad. And when we're asked to click at a ticket, no one said a thing. Now those same people have COVID and begging for the vaccine. Others are protesting the government is taking away their civil rights. Really? What will it take for those to see that this world may be turning into Armageddon? The cicadas have come out after 17 years. Now the viruses, Delta and Lambda. Biblical? I think so. What is wrong with the world? Nothing. It's the people that's in it, and that's that piece. Mm. Wow! Yeah, all right. All right. that was deep. Yeah, okay. we touching Thank the you. world tonight. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Well, you know what? Hey, we're going to rock off with you, Poetic. All right. Title of this piece is called Show Me Your Eyes. Show me your eyes, and I'll tell you what makes you cry. The world can be a cruel place. Events unfold to put odds between each race. Humanity seems to be lost. You bleed red, and I bleed red. But at what cost? A disease so deadly, taking lives rapidly. When I see the world, I still have hope. Some way, somehow, we can cope. Eventually unite to come together to do what's right. But what is right or wrong anymore? Violence, hate, and so much more controls the way we view the planet we all call home. Yet we cry, I'm in the dark, all alone. Hoping our last heartbreak will lead to love's winning streak. The monster within breaking free to indulge in sin, only worrying about self-preservation in a world with hoping for revitalization. With deep-rooted penetrations of hate, heat signatures that radiate how money, power, sex, and greed consumes the wicked hearts of men who need to feed on the thoughts of mankind. That would give way to humankind. Communication of perception often causes disruption of what some would call simple logic. While hurting others is tragic. I now know what makes you cry. But please, show me your eyes. And that's that piece. Beautiful. All right. Okay. What's up, bro? Thank you, bro. Beautiful, beautiful. Definitely. All right. Gina Stone, we're going to fly in with you. Okay. Um, I'm going to title my first freestyle. The Village. I was recently asked um, what happened in the black community. There was a time when the village was a necessity. Some people didn't even realize that a village was even a part of who we used to be. But the reality for me is I'm four generations deep. See, the people who helped raise my parents had a hand in raising me. My parents and I helped to raise my daughter together with the village, and that's why. That same village is now helping my daughter raise her children. They're my grands, my mother's great-grands, and between me, her, their mom, all of us, we realize that we have a responsibility for these children to be able to thrive and to grow, not to just merely exist and every day become another day older, I want them to be productive members of society and to believe that in themselves they're enough and that they have strength. I want them to look in the mirror and to see that they have greatness that has been instilled in them generations deep. I don't know what happened to our community as a whole, but I know in my family, we have been holding on to the village, that mentality and making sure that all of the children get the tools that they need. It's not like it's an impossibility, nor is it a task that is too daunting for us all to take on, but it's a necessity. You may not even be a parent, but if you have children in your life, you have a responsibility to make sure that they grow up right, that they're being instructed in the way. And a lot of times people think that just has something to do with religion, but it does not. And I must say that being decent, 
being nice, being kind, being generous and compassionate are all things that children need to have instilled in them. They may not find it from anywhere else and if they're looking to social media, the TV, or their friends, they'll end up lost. So we have to be the village at all costs in peace. Yes, indeed. All right. Yes, indeed. That's what's up. All right, Brian, we're going to pick it up with you. Brian, can't hear you. Unmute yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, first, I want to say, you know, we, we need to... Um, all support each other you know when when we give a like or something like that or we say hey brother good job you know you did something great you know uh that's not enough you know what i'm saying so i just want to throw this out here you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> well man king you, you know what i'm saying in his latest book <laughs> and we and we all and everybody listening in the in the in the audience should at least have two to four copies. You know what I'm saying? Um, Appreciate you, brother. Uh, I'm halfway done with it. It's pretty good. Oh, thank you. Pretty Appreciate good, you. Know what I'm saying you know how you do. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead with a piece called uh, "And Yancha" because uh, <clears throat> I noticed that the subject matter was somewhere in the world, so I thought this was um, exotic enough. It's about an Indian friend of mine across the world. Ayancha. What past glory, what marvelous feat was attained to earn such a child? She travels like a wish through honeycombs of parallel worlds to find us, to touch our hearts. She wears her tiara within in humbleness it is the beauty of her inner world we see. A lighted soul waiting in dark waters is she. A lighted temple on the shoreline of prayers. From brilliant cities lit on crystal lakes and rivers, she is the nightly observer, the twilight watcher. She understands and is accustomed to loss more than a child should know in any measure. She is the courageous one in a fearful time. The festivals and holy days have quieted. Sickness has increased the earthly vessels forsaken for eternity, creating grim lily pads in the river Ganges. Alongside swaying candles and water that glow and flicker at dusk, alongside frankincense and jasmine scented flora afloat in leaf cups, now is the time for filling the ranks of the ancestors. This is where angels are made to now know the secrets of men. What past life glory, what marvelous feat was attained to earn such a child? She travels like a wish through honeycombs of parallel worlds to find us, to touch our hearts. We are the wayward pilgrims lost in dreams. We are the refugees seeking to worship the lonely poets observing time strung together in spirit like pearls, strung together in spirit like tears. For it is the children who are unjustly charged to make the world a better place when they have not yet lived. In peace. Thank you. 
All right, bro. All right, bro. Nice. Yeah, Raise it up. Nice. Yes. Oh, man. Good. That was definitely good, man. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, uh, Danielle, we're going to rock with you right now. Okay. <clears throat> I call this Dear Future King. Dear Future King, though many desire to sit upon your throne, this spot was designed for royalty. So I clear the path for you to claim your seat and rest assured, I am your lady in waiting. Patient as ever to greet you in your royal chambers as thoughts of you bring fantasies and feelings of pleasantries through my body. These locks are grown for your fingers to run through. You are my king. And it doesn't matter what road you choose to travel, inevitably we are destined to be. See, everyone is meant to be with somebody and you are my match to my royalty. I am your queen. So understand that I loved you before time even began. And with all the obstacles we faced and worked our way through and overcame, they were just the twists and turns of our puzzle pieces we were learning to fit together while being molded to fit together. Dear future king, know that when you get here, your crown will fit perfectly. And bow down, this is your coronation, the time for elation. Wise beyond your years, yet open to continuously gain knowledge. Beyond all doubt, beyond all fear, you've proven yourself. Now step into your power and take your rightful place, my future king. Your kingdom awaits. And that's that piece. That was nice. Right. Yeah. That was real nice. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Mr. Brian, I have a question for you. What is the current state of poetry? Uh, the current state of poetry, I think, is um, they're listening to us right now. So we got about five years to get our best work in. America's listening. You know, sometimes America don't listen to minority poets. You know, they're like, I, I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. But right now, since the young lady, Amanda uh, Gorman, she did the White House thing, she did the Super Bowl thing, poetry's hot right now. So if you're a minority writer, you got about a good five years to put your best foot in, and then that door might be closed again. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be alert. So I think the current state of poetry is is hot right now. All right. So you feel like we kicked in the door, huh? Well, you know, our ancestors kicked in the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, you can go back to the 1700s. You know what I'm saying? With like Phyllis Wheatley. You know what I'm saying? You got the Renaissance. You know what I'm saying? Langston Hughes and all them uh, brothers and sisters back then. Right. Um, you know, and then the 70s, Black and I'm Proud. You know, it goes in waves. So America's ear isn't always on us. You know what I'm saying? You really have to like understand where you are as an artist and, 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 and as a business, you know? And yeah. so what I'm saying is right now it's hot. You know, we, we, we got a good five years, so get your best work. Get it out there now. All right. That's peace, though. I appreciate that, man. Well, as we keep rolling along with the show, we're going to rock off with you, Poetic. All right, bro. 
The title of this piece is called World War Poverty. There's a war going on across the globe, but no one wants to probe for fear that it just might cause us to take a hard look in the mirror as the skin and bones become more clearer while the soles of our shoes fall apart and the rich wear red bottoms with no worries in their heart. And us bottom feeders searching for scraps and leftovers in the streets of the projects and ghettos seeing bodies get colder, all because we have been fighting a turf war that stems from drugs being pushed in our hoods, a war that was created by those with money using us as test subjects. Now, ain't that funny? For decades, they bring them in power, tried and succeeded in making our races the poorest while they look down upon us from their penthouse tower, reminding us that we only allowed you a seat at the table so we can learn how to keep getting your money and you spending your money in our pools and stables. Who cares about the kids in the streets without enough to eat? Mike said, who am I to be blind? Who am I to be blind? Because now the man in the mirror is only concerned with greed, no longer the poor's need. And the government seemingly still turns a blind eye of indignation of the countless lives that has been stricken by poverty in this nation, the wealthiest country in the world, right? Or is that just something we love saying because of freedom, right? The lack thereof has proven this to be a lie. When the same streets weep and cry for some kind of aid and assistance, that's just not a free handout while still handing down fractured justice like a sinkhole to swallow us whole. The level of inconsistency with elected officials' incompetency on how to end this age-old war on poverty. All they want is more notoriety. Instead of curing this forced illness, but no, they still want to rob us. And that's that piece. Wow. Dang. Oh, that's Whoa. what's up. That's what's up. Okay. <laughs> wow. Thank you. What's going on, Jess? What up, Jess J? Hey, everybody. I apologize for being late. I came in from work and was scrambling. No, it's all good, man. Right. Glad you could make it tonight, man. Yes, sir, man. Look like y'all got a nice lineup. Let me see who I see up in here. I see Poetic. I see La Perla Negra. I see a, 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 a VIP. You thought I go forget. <laughs> What's going on with you, bro? What's been going on with you, man? Everything cool, man. Just lay back in the cut on some chill. Word. Yeah, man. But, um, Danielle, I have a question for you. Okay. If you could change one thing about poetry, what would it be? Um, for the people to be more comfortable from the door with what they're writing and the message that they're trying to get across. Right. That's what's up. I feel that and believe that. You know what I mean? But just Jace, being that you just stepped in the building, why don't you touch the mic? Appreciate you, King. I appreciate you too, man. Our love was once a wide open highway. It was previously a spacious road that was started by kids cutting this way through the grass. To hear it is a comical distract. 
it's all abstract until it is your story that is being told. A thin line is cold that precipitates volatile venomous spits and they drape like icicle sticks from high up atop a bottomless pit. And the path is slick and each step is a slip with no handrails to grip. It's like unknowingly going on a one-way trip to the precipice of Everest without a stitch to protect from the elements. My love has dragged me here naked. How could this once love that I vigorously pursued turn about to hunt me? And every shot near my head ends with, eh, I tried to miss. That's her way of saying, you promised me happiness. Oh, why has my treasure that was sweet to the palate become face-twistingly bitter with extraness it all reeks of excrement? My heart groaned between screaming expletives as it drops and shatters with no one to pick it up. So I dust myself from my emotional dirt that I left in the, with my blood. What is my worth? alive but under the earth put it this way if the sky is positive the ground is neutral then my graph should surely read negative in this place where i am there's sure to be raindrops there because i am underwater with my constant companion despair strapped to a chair at the bottom of the marianas i have killed her honor by not being honest and it is her pain that makes my heart break. She screams, pay attention in class. But the lesson is the handwriting on the wall. In peace. My brother. Dope, Jess J. Definitely, Thank you. I appreciate it. Definitely on one. <laughs> All right, Ms. VIP. Um, I did this piece last week called Poverty. Riding downtown in Florida one day, I see the homeless, maybe the hopeless be, out in the streets, almost every corner, sleeping under bridges. I wonder why are abandoned buildings not shelters or even homes for them? There are too many places that those in power can use, yet the system they always seem to abuse buying what they want, begging for what they need. Poverty, it's a worldwide crisis. Priorities are out of order. But other than food stamps and medical assistance, what can people do? Someone needs to advocate for them, to contact representatives, to use the places for the homeless, mentally challenged. <laughs> no wonder the world's unbalanced. Seems the more poverty there is, the crime rates increase. Because if you aren't clean, can't talk property, properly, you aren't working, but still they be. Homeless, hopeless, you see. Condoms, pipes, baggies litter the streets. People drinking, getting high to escape the fact that their lives aren't straight. Poverty hits hard. I wish it never existed. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. The world is twisted. <laughs> Yet, as I drive downtown, I see poverty, the homeless, hopeless, maybe, 
And that's that piece. Oh man. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Yes. 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 Oh. Mm. Thank you. Definitely dope. All by itself. Yeah. Brother Poe, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Why poetry? Mm. Mm. Why poetry? Hey man, listen. Listen. <laughs> poetry because she doesn't ridicule me. She doesn't chastise me. She doesn't hurt me. She doesn't care if I'm right or wrong. She never looks down upon me. And she allows me to be free. She allows me this awesome freedom to be able to express what I'm feeling. Well hey, said. man, I heard you go through all those emotions in your pieces, man. I, I kind of find that to be the uncorrect, including the freedom. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I appreciate that, though. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well explained. All right. As we keep on moving, we're going to rock on with you, Brian. All right. Uh, <clears throat> we'll go back to one of the uh, anthologies I was in. Wildwood last year. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. Uh, uh, it was for uh, to fight uh, COVID or to raise funds for COVID. Um, the name of the piece, it can be found on Amazon, by the way. But the name of the piece is uh, Daddy's Hands. As a baby, she clutched his finger tightly and cried when he wiggled it free. And everyone knew she was a daddy's girl for sure. She held firm to his hands as she jumped puddles, skipped and avoided sidewalk cracks on her way to school on her very first day. He held her close for a picture as she looked stunning in her prom dress and he gave a stern eye to her date. His hands gave her away as wedding bells rang, but still, she was his little girl yet still. So this was the reason she now was chosen to hold his hand for what might be the last time. And every time she felt the warmth leaving his fingers, she cried like a baby behind the mask among the sounds of respirators. So he would clutch her hands a little bit tighter. And this time he would not let go. No, he would not let her hand free because everyone knew she was a daddy's girl for sure. In peace. Yes, sir. All the way around, bro. You don't leave no gaps. You take it around completely, man. Wow, that was definitely that was great, man. Thank yeah. you. Got another question for you too. <laughs> sure. Uh, spoken word, poetry. Is there a difference? Uh no. Um, well, yes and no. Um, spoken word is like for more uh, dramatic uh, things, but then. Uh, Poetry can also be dramatic. They, they, they both, 
I don't know. They're like sisters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? You, it's all the same family, you know? Um, I don't know. I, 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 that's a very good question. I don't, I don't know if I have an exact clear answer for that, but uh, I ebb and flow between both of them. You know, the difference is emotion. I think poetry can be a little bit more classic, but spoken word nine times out of 10 is going to be dramatic, you know, or at least it should be. Okay. I got you. <laughs> this came from the high ups. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I say, they like, they like sisters. They both fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I, dig, I can dig it. I dig it all the way. <laughs> all right. All right. Adrian, I have a question for you. Top five poets of all time. Now, that's a good question. I think, first, I think Nikki Giovanni. She's always appealed to my psyche, okay? Um, she told it like it, she told it like it was, and she still does. Um, now, Amanda Gorman, because in her in her poetry it actually gives people hope and is was i think it was brian that said our ancestors pushed open the door like opened the door but we're stepping through it and that's what i really like about this young lady um let me see <laughs> wow um hmm. i think See, I, I like James Baldwin. Um, I like I like the way he describes things. He's very descriptive and yet very blunt, like like bam, and he hits you. And um, I don't think I could go past that. Not unless if you like in the past for me would be Robert Browning um, or Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Um, I'm a love bug, so I really like them. <laughs> so I think, so I think that's it. I appreciate your answer. And I appreciate. I'm pretty sure the higher ups will agree with me. <laughs> I guess I'll be keeping my job. So <laughs> that was a tough one, VIP. Mm -hmm. That was good though. All right, uh, Danielle, we gonna rock off with you. Oh, okay. All right. Um. I got an older piece here. Um, <clears throat> it's called, We Must Go Back to Change. <clears throat> I don't know about y'all, but I like real human contact. See, we're, be we're being dehumanized by this technology. While we don't touch each other anymore, machines are requiring and acquiring the human touch. And as we lose the need for us pretty soon, so will the machines. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I need people. Because somewhere down the line, the great art of conversation has gotten lost. Lost in the stitches of time through the intricate mechanisms in technology and replaced with LOL and CTHU and LMAO. Instead of really hearing your smile and actually seeing your laughter. I mean, to just sit and stop and have a normal, real person-to-person -person conversation is a dinosaur. 
Well, I don't know about y'all, but I like the sound of a person's real voice instead of that tap, 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 tap on the screen. And I don't know about y'all, but I like the vibrations of your spiritual energy within my proximity. And I don't know about y'all, but I love, love, love that skin on skin and that body to body and just kiss me and just smell you and just touch me. Really, just touch me. We're so out of touch, so far from touch. We must go back to change. And that's that piece. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was real good. I like that. Thank you. Right inside soul. <laughs> Just Jay. Question yes, of the night. Question of the night for you. <laughs> okay, if you could listen to one poet all day, who would it be? Oh, that's difficult, man. <laughs> I don't even know a lot of uh, uh, um, well-known or accomplished poets or, or great literary geniuses either. Basically, all, only people I know are the people that uh, I go to their shows and venues, Epiphany being one of them. It's a few people in here from Epiphany. Uh, so if I told you people, they'd be shooting straight across. You know what I'm saying? They won't be shooting up. they be shooting straight across. <laughs> Um, I like to be challenged. Uh, I, I like uh, uh, poets that challenge themselves. Uh, Stan Phillips, he's he's a real good guy. You know, just to pick an oddball out of the way guy. Stan Phillips, I would really like to sit down and listen to him all day long and see the different type of ranges, uh, the different type of techniques he'll bring to the uh, table. And Stan, he he quotes these quotes, and they be poetry in themselves, too. And the way he lay it in, Stan is a walking delivery. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't want nothing to happen to you. You just like singling somebody out and they come gunning for you and stuff. I would hate that to read across. Oh, not singling somebody out, they come gunning for you. Hey, man, what the deal? <laughs> good answer. Good answer. You know what I'm saying? We got good, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Look, uh, we're going to continue on. We're going to go with Gina Storm. So uh, come through. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> I'm scared for the question that might come next. Um, so this is what I do when I come on on Tuesdays. I wear a T-shirt that I have purchased from a poet or writer or someone who has a small business and they're trying to promote themselves. But tonight I have on a dress and it has, um, there's a woman with a African head wrap and hoop earrings and she has an adornment on her neck that looks like a whole bunch of necklaces piled on top of each other. Um, it's got pockets. I love anything with pockets, especially dresses with pockets. Um, I think that my neighbors across the way think that I'm sanctified because they've never seen me wear pants. I'm not. I just love to wear dresses because that's what makes me distinct from men. Skirts and dresses, I feel like, are, are my birthright. So um, I want to dedicate this piece to the woman who gave me this dress. It was a gift from my aunt that I refer to as my second mom. Um, she only has a son and he grew up like a brother with my brothers and myself, um, not a cousin. I, sometimes you forget that we're just cousins, not to diminish the relationship, but the reality is this, he's my brother cousin. 
And this is dedicated to his mom, my Aunt Myra. We call her Aunt Bibi. Aunt Bibi's been in my life for so long, I don't remember when she wasn't there really. My mother says on the day that I was born, there were two people in the room with her, my father who needed to cut the cord and my second mom who was holding her hand. She was a teenager when I was conceived. I tell people this all the time jokingly, but my parents weren't amused by it. I was a prom baby. If you do the math, they went to prom in the spring and I was born in December of that same year. So I knew what had happened. They got married in September. So they were a married couple by the time of my birth. Second mom had been there, like I said, since my first day on earth. She had always had an affection for me. And I have so many cousins. I've lost some, but the ones that still remain keep this one thing in front of their brain. I am her favorite. It's not a position that I picked for myself by any means. It just happens to be the way that we're set up, really. She needed a sidekick and a travel companion. I was always there and available, and there's been no time when I wasn't. I mean, I literally, at one point, shut down my home business, the daycare that I was running, so that I could fly with her to see my brother cousin in Florida. He was doing vending at the Orange Bowl and went to like the propane tank, didn't realize that the gas had been seeping. And there was a fireball that escaped. It burned him severely. He shielded his wife and due to the shirt that he was wearing, there was no internal injuries. But to see him was frightening. When we arrived at the hospital, I left her in the hallway. People always say that in our family, I'm one of the strongest people and I don't believe it on any given day. But on that day, when I saw him with so much of his skin and his hair missing, I was frightened. I was hurt, I was scared. I was more than anything prayerful because I knew that he needed us to be there and I needed to be strong enough to hold her up when she saw her only child bandaged in gauze. So much of his skin was missing, y'all. There was this smell that permeated from his flesh because of the scorching that his body had endured. I thought I was going to faint, but I stayed steady on my feet. I walked to the hall and I looked her in the eye. I took both of her hands and walked her backwards into the room and only he and I knew why. She was going to be in shock and this was going to be probably a bigger pain than she had ever had to deal with. It was a shock to me and I'll be honest with you, I didn't think he was going to heal or recover from it. He had this bounce back ability that was so amazing that it shocked me and her because we saw it in real time. She gasped, took a deep breath. She told him it was going to be all right. He couldn't hold her hand because so much of the skin had been burned away and it was swollen in a way that didn't look right. It was like he was wearing these big mittens, almost like two catcher's mitts, one on each hand. We had to leave the room because he was going to get a deep breath. And I don't know if you know what that is, but they scrape off the damaged skin so the new cells can start to live. He was in so much pain. Even with the morphine, he screamed and it was insane. We had to leave the floor and go to the cafeteria. And again, I was shaking from the inside out. 
She looked me in the eye while we sat down trying to eat. And this is what she said to me. On the best days and the good days in my life, you've always been there. And I love you even though I didn't give birth to you. You are my daughter that your mother and I share. I could not have done this on this day without you. And I told her one of the wonderful things about us is you'll never have to. She, a week ago, yesterday, went for a mammogram. They found a lump that they wanted to take a closer look at. This morning, she had a needle biopsy. We're waiting for the results. She's already beaten stomach cancer. So I know she has hope. I'm not worried because I pray. But I love my second mother on every single day. And everything that she's done for me and all the times that she's been there for me, I feel like it's always been the love that's reciprocal. I'm grateful and thankful for the connection and to have an additional mom. That's my piece. All right. Heavy. Wow. Heavy, heavy, heavy. That was a real time. Very touching. Right there with it. <laughs> yeah, I hope the best in the last situation, too. Mm. But, uh, Gina, I have a question for you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Let me get you. Let me allow you to get past your moment. I mean, and this is it's coming to you. You're doing a poetry show. Mm-hmm. Who would announce you? Um, like the MC that'll say the next poet come to the stage. I don't form the questions. It comes from the high ups. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking. You're meaning like um, I'm behind the curtain, and the next poet is going to be me. And the MC who brings me to the stage would probably have to be somebody who knows me. Um, I have a niece who's also a poet mm-hmm. and a supporter of the poetry community. And um, we're not biologically related, but she's still my daughter's cousin. She's my first ex-husband's niece, actually, but she didn't divorce me. So um, Shell, she has been my hype woman for many years. Sometimes she sees something in me that I don't see in myself. And she believes that all things are possible if I have a hand in it. So the person that would have to announce me would be her because it would be genuine. Uh, It would be heartfelt. It would be okay. grandiose. Yeah. <laughs> be open and receptive to it. All right, that's what's up. That's what's hey, up. Big man. What is it? <laughs> hey, big man. What a big check. <laughs> well, now as we rolling into the quarter on our Just J, you up next, brother. I'm up here trying to mute my mic. <laughs> All right. This is a piece about. Um, some of the things that are going on in the community as far as uh, poor people go from a different perspective. Those poor people, those poor, poor people have absolutely no desire to better themselves. And that man or beast is something I cannot respect. They would rather be given something than work. It is truly a feat of chronic mule-mindedness and just plain laziness. I hate having to avert my eyes as I walk down the street. From crying children, even the little ones get in on the act as well. 
They are cursing their children to steal. It is very, very disconcerting to say the least. The money that was granted to me from my forefathers and the government that they helped to create. Now the wells of the lowly stimulate false guilty hearts and now I'm forced to share. The only joy I get is when I have to fire. Some weeping piece of scum, I wish they would all just die. Yeah, that Wilson, he has always shown signs of being false. He couldn't wait for his wife to die to join their ranks. He would always show signs of being vermin. So I tested him when his wife died by emptying his bank account, just to see if he would get back up. And just as I thought, he wallowed in his mire like the pig that he has always been. For how long must I put up with this? I utterly hate poor people. In peace. Mm. I remember this piece, my bro. Yeah, me too. I remember this Yo, piece. That was real good. Real good. I like that, Jess. Word. Thank you. All right. Um, this is a piece I titled Get On Your Mark. It's coming from an upcoming project with two of my family members. All right. Now or never has there been a poet born to MC. Came from a school that's kept students on their left and right feet. Hit the ground walking to ciphers with the illest of thought. Try not to get caught moving lines off course. Spit how you was taught. Be prepared for the clowns. So if you spin their words around, emotions won't be found. Hide your smile and load up from what you have in the stash. Go in your bag and grab some of the best that you have. Pin with skills of a barber and shoot like an archer. Come off the bench like a six man, better than some starters. No welcome back, Carter. Happy days is not what's happening. If it's that time of the month, go get a Coke and some aspirin. Flows like the first and 15th, extra activity. Still spit that poetry, expressing lots of imagery. Vividly get the picture, paint it when it's spoken. Even if you read it, there's no emotion when it's open. King. Oh, my God. All right, Adam Barry. Yes, sir, King. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. MC all day. Uh, yeah, well, I'm doing a project with two fellow MCs that are family members, so I got to be on my game. <laughs> and they got to keep you hopping or you might be dropping. <laughs> yeah, no doubt on that. Hey, Poetic, we going to rock out with you, man. All right. This piece is called Thinking About You. I've been thinking about you. Wondering when can I see your ebony hue? that sun-kissed chocolate melanin, absorbing the rays from its warmth, melting my heart from your existence, daydreaming about your consistence. Yeah, I've been thinking about you. And just what I'm going to do when I get next to your heartbeat and my physical being seeks your residual energy from the top of my head down to my feet. Cause thinking about you all day, my feelings get in the way. I try not to seem too anxious about what I want to be mine. I want to bask in your black sunshine. Tell the world you're my natural tan because she's the one for me and I've been thinking about you.
waiting for you to tell me is true, that your visions of a sunset included me and you're no longer brokenhearted yet. That way I'm in love with love, I feel. I feel so excited to randomly have thoughts of your smile and your softness seals the deal. I've definitely been thinking about you. Sad that all things I've been through could have been avoided too if I only would have met you. To show me my existence of real love and I, I begin to understand why I have become so addicted to not just you, but the way I think about you. Would you? Could you? Can you? Will you? Give me just a little more to think about. Maybe show me how I should have no doubt. Give me more soothing sensations that makes love's vibrations. Let them ripple through my soul. Make me whole, because without you I'm incomplete. Competent enough to say the words, yet fragile enough to stop defeat, because I've been broken. Yet my heart wants to open, all because of what is coming into view. See, I've been thinking about you. And that's that piece. Oh, man. All right, bro. <laughs> you don't bring me no pain. <laughs> yeah, he always coming nice, through like an archer. Nice. Okay. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, uh, a great night, great night of poetry. King, you have an announcement you got to make, right? Yeah, um, we have a special show going on at 8.30 uh, p.m. Eastern time this Thursday. So uh, you'll, be keep, you'll be kept updated through the uh, Poetry Corner Forum. And um, the Let's Talk group. So, yeah, it's going to be something nice. So, um, great night, you guys. Uh, I thought the questions would be would would catch you guys off guard. Um, <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of the things is that, um, no, I'll explain that behind the scenes. But anyway, great for everybody to join the show tonight. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, make sure you follow these, these great poets on their social media platforms. Um, let them know you appreciate them. Um, by following them, um, liking their work, loving their work, and every once in a while, uh, send them monetary donations. Not, not that monetary donations is warranted all the time, but it's just a token of appreciation. Sometimes um, a bunch of these poets are, are are written authors as well, and um, it takes a lot of time out of their day to be able to put what they're feeling on pen and pad. So we want to show each other. Um, how we appreciate each other. With that, everybody has a, have a blessed night and stay safe. One love, one mic. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please continue to join us here for conversations on hot topics, interviews with special guests, and our future programs such as the Poetry Corner, where you can hear dope poets from around the country creating that poet cafe vibe. And Crown Rules, our virtual book club on love, intimacy, and healthy relationships. Let's Talk. We are everywhere you want to be. Follow us on YouTube at Let's Talk, Facebook at Let's Talk, and on Instagram at Let's Talk 1931. Have a suggestion? Give us a call at 570-795-4283. Or for business inquiries, please email us at ltalk5600 at gmail. Let's Talk. I order you, you order me, and we go together. Please don't forget to like.